0: Do your lawn care. Visit Truegreen.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people guaranteed.
1: The NCAA women's basketball had an incredibly successful season. And now your favorite players from the 2023 to 2024 NCAA season will be in the WNBA. To all our veteran fans, welcome back. And to all the new fans joining, welcome to the W. This season, watch as proven legends Brianna Stewart, Asia Wilson, and Sabrina Ionescu continue their dominance. While rookies Caitlin Clark, Cameron Brink, and Angel Reese prove themselves on a WNBA court. The WNBA is redefining basketball on their own terms this season, keeping the game and players front and center, while celebrating the intersection of identities and perspectives that align with fans. Welcome to the W. You're in for some world class basketball.
2: Tonight, with five days until Election Day, we're in the states that could decide control of the U.S. Senate. Our exclusive interview tonight with one of the candidates. The dead heat in Pennsylvania. CBS's Robert Costa sits down with Democrat John Fetterman. Some voters
3: we've spoken to in recent days say they still have some doubts
2: about your health. Plus, CBS's Nicole Killian from Georgia, where they've smashed early voting records. Rising crime, the brutal rape of a New York jogger. Cooling the housing market. CBS's Lilia Luciano speaks to an owner struggling to sell her home with mortgage rates at a 20-year high. Tonight, the shortage of a crucial antibiotic for sick kids. Parents nationwide are having trouble filling their children's prescriptions for the popular medicine, amoxicillin. CBS's Roxana Saberi on what you can do if your pharmacy runs out and eye on America. The Texas cotton crop is facing a crisis due to climate change. CBS's Janet Shamran talks with a farmer. How devastating is this year?
4: This is the most devastating crop year we've had.
0: This is the CBS Evening News with Nora O'Donnell, reporting from the nation's capital.
2: Good evening and thank you for joining us on this Thursday night. There's breaking news about Speaker Pelosi's husband, Paul. He's out of the hospital. We're going to have more on that in just a minute. But first, the final sprint to the midterm elections is underway as both parties are bringing out the heavy hitters. President Biden and former presidents Obama and Trump are hitting the campaign trail and crisscrossing the country in hopes of turning out the vote. The nonpartisan research group Open Secrets says this election is on track to be the most expensive midterms in history, with nearly $17 billion expected to be spent in state and federal races. And with just five days to go until the election, more than 33 million voters have already cast their ballots. One of the most closely watched races remains the one in Pennsylvania, where Democrat John Fetterman and Republican Mehmet Oz are neck and neck, according to recent polls. And so that's where we begin tonight with CBS's Robert Costa in Wilkes-Barre, Pennsylvania. Good evening, Robert.
3: Good evening, Nora. Next week, control of the Senate could come down to Pennsylvania, and Democrats are counting on John Fetterman to push through a thicket of attacks and personal challenges in the closing days of this race.
4: We're going to make our argument to the, to, to the very end.
3: How John Fetterman makes that argument heading into Tuesday could decide the balance of power in Washington. And today, in our exclusive interview, he fought back against Republican Mehmet Oz's claims that he's soft on crime. What
4: would you say to voters who believe that? I would say that there's, there's things called the Oz rule, uh, that when he's on TV, he's lying.
3: Oz and his allies have spent millions, often linking Fetterman to rising crime. When so many Pennsylvanians are having their lives turned upside down, Cities like
4: Philadelphia, the highest homicide rates ever. The very truth is, is that I'm the only candidate in this race that actually had hands on kinds of experience against fighting against crime is as I was the four term mayor of a community uh, for almost 14 years. And I made gun violence as really at the center of all of my focus there
3: Betterman who's recovering from a stroke in May used a closed captioning device during the interview with the stenographer typing out the questions in real time. Some voters we've spoken to in recent days say they still have some doubts about your health. What would you say to them to convince
4: them otherwise? I, I, would, I would say we have, have uh, shown more and shared more kinds of uh, medical evaluation, more than virtually anyone unless you're, you're running for, for, for the president. We already knew that was going to be a challenge, given, you know, somebody that's in in recovery of of actually having a stroke. It's it's also been, um, it's been a challenge for my family as, as well, too.
3: Like most Democrats running this cycle, Fetterman has had to contend with Republicans blaming them for inflation. So many voters are frustrated with high prices on gas, high prices at the grocery store. What do you say to them?
4: What I would say to them is, is that you need a senator that is going to push back against corporate greed.
3: Some Democratic strategists say they doubt President Biden's speech last night warning about threats to democracy would be welcomed by candidates in tough races. But
4: there's something else at stake. Democracy itself.
3: But Fetterman told us he welcomed it. Does his spotlight on democracy help a candidate
4: like you? Well, absolutely, because really here, you know, Doug, uh, Dr. Oz is going to be standing on a stage with with Trump.
2: CBS
3: News reached out to the Oz campaign for further comment. We have not yet heard back. Meanwhile, former President Trump will be in Pennsylvania this weekend. So will President Biden and former President Barack Obama.
2: Nora. It's going to be busy there. Robert Costa, thank you. While the race for control of the House and Senate is getting most of the headlines, Americans are paying close attention to several key gubernatorial races. In Georgia, it's a rematch of the 2018 election between Republican Governor Brian Kemp and Democratic challenger Stacey Abrams. CBS's Nicole Killian talked to both of them today.
5: Hey, Riverdale, we got this? Yeah!
2: With five
5: days in counting... We got to get the vote out. It's a high-stakes rematch for Governor Brian Kemp and Democratic challenger Stacey Abrams, with the economy, health care, and crime all taking center stage.
3: She said she would defund the police.
5: I think he's lied, and he's lied repeatedly. We want law enforcement, but we also want accountability. We join both candidates on their campaign buses as they traverse the Peach State, where voter turnout surpassed the 2 million mark today. Turnout does not disprove suppression. It actually defeats suppression.
3: Stacey Abrams has been saying how bad our state is when it comes to election laws and the numbers just don't prove that.
5: Abortion is another flashpoint in the race. A CBS News battleground tracker found 82 percent of Democrats say the issue is very important in their vote. The governor pushed back on more restrictions after signing a so-called fetal heartbeat law.
3: It is not my intention uh, to move the abortion debate any further in Georgia. So
5: does that mean you're not going to pursue additional restrictions? That, that's Just what to I've be clear. said
3: multiple times. I've been very clear about that issue. My, my focus is on the future. Do
5: you take him at his word? I believe Brian Kemp intends to expand his prohibition on abortion. I believe he intends to ban access to certain forms of contraception because he said so. What? The Senate race has been just as contentious with Democratic Senator Raphael Warnock and GOP nominee Herschel Walker neck and
4: neck. He's a liar because he's not the senator he was supposed to be. This is not the difference between right and left. This is the difference between right and wrong.
5: Even though this race is close, Walker and Warnock are not expected to get much help from the biggest names in their party as President Biden and former President Trump ramp up their campaigning in the coming days. Neither is expected to stop here in Georgia. Nora.
2: That's interesting. Nicole Killian, thank you so much. And we're going to have full coverage of the 2022 midterm elections Tuesday night. That's starting at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific. We hope you'll join us here at CBS News right now to some breaking news out of california paul pelosi husband of house speaker nancy pelosi was released from the hospital late this afternoon and he has returned home after being attacked on friday today federal authorities said the canadian man accused of attacking pelosi may be in this country illegally the department of homeland security said the suspect 42 year old david depap may have overstayed his authorized entry into the country in march of 20, of 2008. The FDA is sounding the alarm about a shortage of a commonly prescribed antibiotic to treat secondary bacterial infections in children diagnosed with RSV and the flu virus. Cases of RSV are rising in 31 states, putting the antibiotic amoxicillin in high demand. CBS's Roxana Severia has important information that parents need to know. When Kate Brown tried to get the antibiotic amoxicillin
6: for her 10 year old daughter's ear infection this week, she was shocked to learn she couldn't.
7: And I get to the pharmacy and they said, I'm sorry, but we don't have any amoxicillin and really nobody does. So we're gonna have to ask the doctor to switch her medication to something else. And I was a little nervous putting her on something that she hadn't been on before.
6: Fortunately, an alternative was available
7: thankful, but I'm honestly kind of nervous. Like, at what point are we going to run out of the other options?
6: Antibiotics aren't used to treat viruses, but are often prescribed to treat secondary bacterial infections from viruses like RSV or the flu. Cases of both viruses continue to rise nationwide. 11 states plus New York City and Washington, D.C. are seeing high flu levels. Why are you seeing a shortage of amoxicillin? But what happens is they're getting an ear infection with that or a sinus infection with that or pneumonia with that, and that's when we need amoxicillin. CBS News reached out to the two largest U.S. pharmacy chains. CVS stated, we are working with manufacturers to replenish supply as quickly as possible. And Walgreens said it is still able to meet patients' needs at this time. Should parents be concerned? Parents shouldn't be concerned, because luckily we have many different antibiotics to use. But we do have choices, but I mean, for all, all intents and purposes, we really would like more amoxicillin on the market. Parents can ask their pediatricians if there are alternatives to amoxicillin. We reached out to the five pharmaceutical companies that produce the drug. Two responded saying they're looking at ways to make more.
2: Nora? Roxana Saberi, thank you. The Federal Reserve raising interest rates is driving up the cost of borrowing money on everything from car loans to home mortgages. Freddie Mac says the 30-year fixed mortgage dropped to 6.95%, but that's still more than double what it was just one year ago. And that means on a $400,000 loan, your monthly payments today would be more than $2,600. That's nearly $950 more compared to last year. CBS's Lilia Luciano has tonight's Money Watch.
8: Terry Arena just received an offer for her home well below asking price. What concerns you as a seller? That there aren't gonna be as many people out there with the same buying power. Home sales in this part of Long Island are down more than 22%. It's been happening all across the country over the last eight months, the longest lump since the start of the housing crash in 2007. And that's why I made that decision to put it on the market now, because if I wait till the spring, it definitely will be lower. So why not try now, even though the interest rates came up? But her broker, Eric Stutz, says, though prices are down, they're still way higher than before the pandemic. What advice do you give? Sell now?
0: I think it's still a great time to sell now, but um, going forward, the market is definitely trending down, and I expect home prices to continue to drop well into next year.
8: That's because rising mortgage rates are shrinking the number of people who can get a loan and buy a home.
0: A lot of buyers have either dropped out of the market and are sitting on the sidelines. Um, some of them are even relocating.
8: Charlie Dougherty at Wells Fargo says it's all by design. Would you say that the housing market is just inevitable collateral damage to reduce inflation?
0: The Federal Reserve is cognizant of what's happening in the housing market, But they're willing to let the housing market go under a correction if that means inflation is going to come down. Which
8: means more cooling on a once hot housing market. Lilia Luciano, CBS News, Baldwin, New York.
2: And there's shocking news tonight from New York City. Police say a man wanted for several sexual assaults was arrested today hours after a woman was raped while jogging this morning on the city's west side. Investigators say the 28-year-old suspect was caught using the victim's credit card shortly after he choked the 43-year-old woman and then raped and robbed her. The suspect was wanted for at least two other attacks on women this year. The FBI is warning tonight of a credible broad threat to synagogues in New Jersey. The state's governor says he's working with law enforcement to make sure houses of worship are protected. It comes amid a wave of anti-Semitism in the U.S. We get the latest from CBS's Michael George.
5: I'm a light.
9: I'm a beacon of light. Tonight, Kyrie Irving on the defensive again. I cannot
5: be anti-Semitic if I know where I come from.
9: Speaking to reporters today, the Brooklyn Nets star again refused to apologize for posting a link to an anti-Semitic film which denies the Holocaust and falsely blames Jews for slavery.
5: You guys are asking me respectfully to speak on something that was a documentary that I had nothing to do with. I didn't make it. Just because I posted a documentary doesn't mean I'm anti-Semitic.
9: On Wednesday, the Nets announced the team and Irving would each donate half a million dollars to anti-hate groups. But so far, he's faced no disciplinary action. Today, NBA Commissioner Adam Silver, who's Jewish himself, said he's disappointed that Irving, quote, has not offered an unqualified apology and more specifically denounced the vile and harmful content contained in the film he chose to publicize. No stranger to controversy, Irving has promoted conspiracy theories in the past, pushing fringe ideas to his millions of followers. Because of the influence he has, the platform he has, I can imagine that you know thousands or hundreds of thousands of people even may be looking into what's in this movie or its ideas. And Commissioner Silver plans to meet in person with Irving in the next week. And Nora, in a sign of just how things were going, the Nets PR team cut short Irving's interview after just a few minutes.
2: Michael George, thank you. As the cotton harvest season gets underway across Texas, many tractors and other farm equipment are sitting idle this year due to climate change threatening the $7 billion industry. In tonight's Eye on America, CBS's Janet Shamland takes a look how one bad crop can impact the greater economy. This is what economic calamity looks like in the nation's cotton capital.
7: When is the last time that the cotton crop has been this decimated?
4: Never has it ever been this bad.
7: Ricky Yantes is a fourth generation farmer in West Texas, the region producing more than a third of the nation's cotton. Of his 6,000 acres, there are healthy plants on just 168 of them, less than 3% of his land.
4: Where our harvest normally lasts a month, month and a half, It'll last a day. A day? A day.
7: Extreme drought and a sustained summer heat wave have taken an unprecedented toll. Have you ever had this much unplanted? Never. Farmers like Yantis had to plow fields without irrigation because plants were burning up. Statewide, almost 70% of cotton crops were similarly abandoned. Economists predicting a $2 billion hit to Texas.
9: Most of these towns, probably 75, 80% of their income is derived from cotton farming. So when that goes away, it has a huge impact on on rural communities. Uh,
7: Texas Tech agricultural economist economist Darren Hudson says crop insurance will help only farmers. Elsewhere, thousands of jobs will be affected, from truckers who drive cotton to small-town restaurants and groceries where workers spend paychecks, to cotton gins, normally running around the clock, now eerily quiet. How many bales will you see this year? 20,000. And a normal year?
4: 100,000.
7: Gin operator, Guy Roberson, says he'll hire fewer workers. Experts say with less cotton available, we'll all pay more.
9: Now we would anticipate sort of impacts on prices for consumer goods.
7: So what's happening in West Texas impacts the rest of the country?
9: Absolutely. It, it ripples to the entire economy.
7: A mean season for cotton crops, And impact far beyond the field. For Eye on America, Janet Shamlian, Lubbock, Texas.
2: U.S. diplomats in Russia had a rare meeting today with jailed WNBA star Brittany Greiner. We're going to have that story when we return.
1: It's three o'clock somewhere. Time for a My Mochi ice cream snack. My Mochi ice cream is cool, creamy scoops of premium ice cream wrapped in sweet, pillowy dough. And get this, all of My Mochi's fabulous flavors like strawberry, mango, double chocolate, and cookies and cream are only around 80 calories per piece. Talk about a guilt-free, indulgent experience.
2: American diplomats in Russia were granted rare access today to jailed WNBA star Brittany Greiner. The State Department says U.S. officials saw firsthand Greiner's tenacity and perseverance. The White House says Griner is doing as well as can be expected under the circumstances and is exploring new proposals to get Griner released. She's been detained in Russia since February, is now serving a nine-year sentence for drug possession. All right, tonight, a Chinese space rocket is hurtling towards Earth. What you need to know, that's next. Well, this is terrifying. A 46,000-pound chunk of Chinese space junk is expected to hurtle into Earth's atmosphere on Friday. It's China's most powerful rocket, the Long March 5B, that was used on money to launch part of China's new space station. Now it's flying back towards Earth at about five miles per second. It's expected to mostly burn up when it hits the atmosphere. So scientists say your chances of getting struck by debris are minuscule, about six in 10 trillion. Here's some slightly better odds, though. You're actually more than 5,000 times more likely to hit Saturday night's Powerball jackpot, which has grown to a whopping $1.5 billion. That's the third largest lottery jackpot in U.S. history. The cash payout is nearly $746 million. That's before taxes. And we'll be right back with Pope Francis' historic visit to the Middle East. Finally, tonight, a historic moment. Pope Francis made just his second visit to the Arabian Peninsula when he traveled to Bahrain on a trip aimed at improving ties with the Islamic world. Pope Francis urged authorities to renounce the death penalty and ensure basic human rights for all citizens in the Sunni-led kingdom. The 85-year-old pontiff was forced to use a wheelchair to get around due to a sore knee. And that is tonight's CBS Evening News. I'm Nora O'Donnell. Good night.